Welcome to the Whiskey After Work podcast. This is where booze meets business. I'm Doug Shaw, owner of Peach State Business Brokers and Advisors. And I'm Melissa Hergert, owner of Brain Train Centers. We are serial entrepreneurs that love to learn from other successful professionals and love to drink whiskey. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Douglas. I would like to welcome you. Who, me? You. Yeah, me. To the Whiskey After Work podcast. (laughs) Recorded live. Yeah. From beautiful downtown Marietta, Georgia. Beautiful. In the Low T Nation Taylor Two Wolves Studios. It's beautiful here. I love this studio. Good folks here, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And an episode that is brought to you by Brain Train Centers, Keystone Realty Group, and Peach State Business Brokers and Advisors. Mm-hmm. And of course, Low T Nation. Of course. So we have got a really cool guest with us today. You've been called cool before. I appreciate the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, that called worse sometimes. <laughs> uh, longtime friend. Um, he's my longtime friend. You haven't known him that long. I've only <laughs> known him for. Friend. I've only known him for like four years. It just years. feels that I'm way. Sorry. That's how only I. Only four years. Yeah, I've only known him for four years. People. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mr. Michael Viktorov. <laughs> oh, you still can't pronounce my name. It's not that difficult. We haven't drank yet. Okay. All right. Viktorov. What is it? I have. It's I've drank. <laughs> is that what it is? How it's do I? Vigdorov. 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 He had a very a silent C, if you will. <laughs> Gross. It wasn't silent if you could hear it. <laughs> very true. True. <laughs> Michael Vigdorov. There you go. Perfect. Ooh, that See? was good. That sounds, yeah. You were Re- going to say that sounds Re- sexy, didn't yeah, it? Re- weren't you? <laughs> Real estate agent Same extraordinaire. Name extraordinaire. <laughs> Same um, <my> name. <laughs> I'm going to give you the the business used to be called All Square Homes. Did you not? Did you change it recently? All Square Homes team, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Mike is, like I said, okay. I've known him for about four years. Melissa has known him since she was knee high to a grasshopper. She's known him forever. (laughs) And uh, it's not true, but we do both come from West Coast. No, you don't. Yes, we do. (laughs) He did live in California. But he didn't come from there. Well, I know he didn't come from there. but I I'm came here saying. from there. Yeah, he came here okay. from there just like I came here from there. Oh, my God. Okay, get to the point. Did you get his wife to... Oh, my God, yeah. They, they, oh, I can't they wait. They texted me all kinds I of stuff. I can't wait. Let's hear it. Let's hear about Michael. Um, about Michael? You know, he was born in Russia. Yes. Moscow. Yes. Oh, wow. Mother Russia. And uh, moved here or moved out of Russia when he was like 10 years old. And I'm really going to let him tell the story because he knows it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you just but, give um, snippets, please. I don't even want to give snippets. I oh, think okay, I'm just going to let him tell it real quick. Okay. Good idea. Real quick. How much time you got? No, please. Oh, short, Hit it. Short and sweet. Yes. No, you just talk as so long as you want 10 years to. old, uh, child <laughs> of an immigrant. We were refugees of the communism fall 1989. Mm. And the immigration process took you through... A few different countries, because the United States wouldn't just accept anybody. Yeah. So we went first to Austria, where we stayed for about three weeks. But when you leave Russia, because you're a refugee, you only get two suitcases per person. Wow. And the big memory from that time when I was 10 years old was that we had nothing. Like when you leave, two suitcases per person, that's it. Yeah. No money, no jewelry, nothing was allowed. So apparently I was a mule. <laughs> which I found out later <laughs> that uh, once we hit Austria and got off the train, mm. we, my parents went for my shoes. And I was like, why are you guys going for my shoes? You know, that's all the shoes I got. Right. Apparently I had money in my shoes. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So that was one way that they smuggled some money out. And wow. apparently my jacket had some pockets in there that had my mom's uh, earrings and rings and stuff. Wow. So that's that's the way you leave a country with nothing. Mm. Yeah. But then wow. three weeks in Austria where I learned Dutch. I was able to communicate a little bit and made money at 10 years old mm-hmm. collecting bottles wow. for recycling. Yeah. So that was fun. Wow. Then we went to Italy. Mm. Uh, that mm. There we stayed for about six months uh, w- awaiting 
entry into the United States while our relatives were completing paperwork and stuff. So mm-hmm. learned Italian and uh, dealt in uh, bicycles. So wow. fixing bicycles with my dad. So this is all while I was, you know, 10, 10 years old. Crazy. That's when we left. And then finally we got approved, came to L.A., you know, with nothing. Yeah. And my parents uh, worked day and night and uh, went to school. My only claim to fame from there is uh, when I went to Garden Street High School, uh, Middle School. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, elementary, excuse me, Garden Street Elementary School. And that's where Michael Jackson went. Oh, not at the same time as you? No, of course not. No, of course no. not. I'm not that old. Yeah, Thank you're you. not. Wow. Oh, shit. My sorry. goodness. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. So he, he came to the school. Oh. Uh, yeah, and kind of entertained everybody. That's cool. Yeah, so that was really neat. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was my claim to fame. But uh, I'm not from Georgia, obviously, as Doug has already pointed <laughs> out. Thank you very much, sir. I'm not either. True. Uh, I also found out that I'm a damn Yankee, apparently. Why? Because well, you're from the West. Well, no, what? there's a difference between a Yankee and a damn Yankee. Why? That is correct. I just recently learned that. And why is that? What is a damn Yankee? Damn Yankee comes here and stays. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. So, so it doesn't matter where you're from. They still call you a, a Yankee here? Like, pretty we're much, from yeah. the West Coast. We're not Yankees. I, I am a damn much. Yankee. As, as a matter of fact, my LLC for my business is TDY Consulting, and it stands for that damn Yankee. Oh, my God. Of course it, it does. Own it. Why not? Yeah. Of course. So, yeah. Came to Georgia as fast as I could by way of a U-Haul. Why Georgia? So I, I worked a few jobs right out of high school and college, mm-hmm. and then I worked for a computer company, mm. database analy- anal- analysis. That's a hard word to say. I know. Yeah. I agree. Well, they got bought out, and their base was out here in Atlanta, Georgia, and they okay. flew me out here and wine and dined me and showed me all the beautiful things about it, and that's that's where that's we are. That's why you choose. So that's the short mm-hmm. short short form. What year was that? Two thousand one. Oh. Yeah. So I lived here more than half of my life. Oh, I haven't yet, and I'm. Hmm. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I've been here way more than half my life now. Yeah. Which is great. Love it. So I talked to my oldest daughter yesterday, and she's kind of deciding, you know, she graduates here in a week and a half with her master's from Penn State, and she's going to stay up there for a year, but she's trying to decide. She can work remote, and she's trying to decide where she wants to move to, and she's, like, disappointed that Atlanta keeps popping up at the top of her list, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why are you disappointed? It's it's a great city. I mean, if you're young and professional, especially yeah, right now, you know, true. with the Beltline and that, it's a great city to live in. It is cool. It's cool down there. So, yeah, I don't, you know, I wouldn't mind having her back an hour or so from me. I mean, sure. it's close enough. I'm not just going to drop in. <laughs> Hopefully not. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of transplants here. I mean, yeah. there's very oh, yeah. few people that I meet that are from Georgia. Yeah. grew up here. I agree. Uh, I mean, Kristen, you're not from here, are you? Yeah, you are. I've been here since I was nine months old. Oh, she's nine oh, months. That's pretty much from close. here. Close. Yeah. True. <laughs> Terry Abraham's from here. We yeah. bring her up a lot. I know we do. We, we love her. Yeah, we probably we need to you, bring Terry. in her one of these days and have her on the show. Yeah. Terry's a owns a counseling service here in Marietta, yeah. and, and she's just she's just good people. She is. So, but yeah. I do bring her up a lot because she's like our mom, right? She is. And uh, she listens to the show and then just bitches at me. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you say that? <laughs> well, she's so easy to talk to. Yeah, it's she just, is. You know, I meet with her at a coffee shop once in a while, and just time flies. We look at our oh, watches yeah. like, oh, my gosh, it's been an hour, an hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So all that's great. You move here, but I want to hear about your wife. Me too. When did you meet her? My gosh. She's way cool. <laughs> yes, she is way cool. Yeah, so that story is also very interesting. Uh, she came to the United States as an au pair to oh. find a job. And we met because I was working at a bank. I was a teller. That's one of my few jobs okay. early on. And we went on a couple of dates, and it was great. And 23 years later, here we are still together. Where, where did she come from as an au pair? Oh, uh, Finland. Yes. Finland. That's kind of a cool place. It is. It is, yes. And she's from very northern Finland, uh, almost by the Arctic Circle, about an hour away from the Arctic Circle. Wow. Lakes and moose. Yes, lakes, moose, and Santa. And Santa, that's and right. Santa! It, yeah, and Santa's from Laos. Oh. It's Santa! 
Yes. <laughs> like that. In saunas. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, Outdoor saunas? So I got a saunas? crazy story about saunas. If you How about hear it? it. Go ahead. Let's hear it. So w- this was, gosh, it must have been 2009 or 10. We went to visit uh, her side of the family with all the kids and everything. And we went in June, which is really wonderful in, in the north like that because mm-hmm. the summer nights, there is no night. It's daylight the whole time, 24 hours a day. The oh, sun, my. The sun barely goes down, touches the horizon, and jumps right back up. Wow. Literally, there's there's no night. So we, we went partying with her friends, and it was her 10-year high school reunion. That's right. So it has to be right around 2009. And so... Her friends were there. Everything's cool. We're having dinner. Everything's fun. You know, there's a group of maybe 20, 30 people. Everybody's drinking. So first Finnish people are, they look like very standoffish and mean. (laughs) But when they drink, they become best friends. (laughs) And their English is perfect. Everybody's like, oh, my English is so bad. No, no, no. My English is bad. You guys are perfect. You guys are actually speaking the proper English. So anyway, it gets late and... Every, and all of a sudden, I don't understand what they're saying. They're speaking their language, mm. and everybody's taking off their clothes. Ooh. And I'm like, what in the world did I get into here? <laughs> <laughs> and I nudge my wife. is like, what is happening? She's like, oh, they're all going to sauna. I was like, what? No. Like, no, we're not going to sauna. I was like, don't worry about it. The boys go in one, one the, the girls go in the other one. It's not That together. doesn't make it any better. Uh, Thank you. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> you Thank you very much. I was balls. like, uh, no, no, I don't think I'm ready for that. And, and so that was my... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was ready very quick. Uh, so you did not do it? We did not. No, I didn't go to did she? public sauna. No, we, we both left oh, at that point. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Go find a private sauna. Why? Uh, which, which every house in Finland has a sauna in it. That's so cool. Be- every time you take a shower, you go to the sauna afterwards to kind of dry off and or before, whichever yeah. you prefer. That's so cool. Coffee, you- they're the highest con- con- connoisseurs of coffee in the world. Well, yeah, it's wow. freezing there. True. Yeah, it's pretty cold. That's yeah. cool. You know, have you guys heard of Jeju? It's over in uh, Duluth. No. It's an Asian spa that you, it's 24 hours, and you could go in, and you go in, and it's nude, and there's different rooms, a cold room, a hot room. Um, you could pay for, like, foot services, and but it's uh, all nude, and there's one that's co-ed, and then some that are... Sounds like a good place to get arrested. No, it's not (laughs) like that. It's for health. Jeez Louise, you scaredy cats. Yeah, well, we did. Wait, so you've never been skinny dipping? Uh, No, I've not. Oh, boring. How about you? Of course I have. Oh, good. Hmm. Okay, not even in my own pool. I had a pool in my own house. Never never been skinny dipping. No. Boring. How did he end up with two kids? (laughs) (laughs) I mean. All right, then yes, so so he does have two boys. Yes, so she's very cool. She's from Finland. She actually works for the district attorney and Mm -hmm. she's a victim witness advocate. Mm. Very cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Very difficult, stressful job. And it's it's like a calling almost. Mm. Yeah. And I say it a lot on these shows. He out kicked his coverage. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out kick the coverage. Definitely. Yeah. She's oh, really Sarah, cool. Sarah's fun. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so tell us a little about. I mean, you got here. You got into for somehow or other. You came here to work for this tech company or whatever, and then you ended up doing real estate. Mm-hmm. Well, my, I bought my first house when I was twenty three. It was a townhouse foreclosure. Mm. It was two thousand four, two thousand three, whatever it was. My kids were two and one. And it was foreclosure, and I just in really enjoyed fixing it, like putting in floors and tearing out kitchens and putting in another kitchen. And YouTube was my best friend. Wow. And so was Home Depot, actually. They, they I think they still run. They teach a lot of classes. They still run classes yeah. every Saturday. So that's a good place to learn things. Super cool. And I just caught the bug and sold that, bought another one in 2007, right before the crash, like in November of 2007, mm-hmm. bought another house, also a foreclosure, right here on the square, mm. Mar- Marietta Square. Yeah. Got to be specific. That's right. Marietta Square. Yeah. Lots of squares popping up now. Yeah. And bought that house and just within three years collected some equity in it. And my lender in like 2010 said, hey... We have a list of houses, and 
you have good credit. Would you like to buy an investment property? And I was like, what's that? And she's like, well, it's a house you buy, you renovate, and have somebody rent it from you. I'm like, sure, let's try it. Hmm. So my first house I bought was in East Cobb. Hmm. And it was like $100,000, another foreclosure, torn up walls and everything. I don't know why people tear up their walls when they leave. That's weird. And it's very strange. I could understand taking appliances and other things, but just like they putting literally holes in the walls oh, for no reason. Uh, and sometimes like sometimes banks and? will pay people not to tear the place up before they leave. Really? Wow. Yeah. That, that made no sense to me. That's so uh, strange. Yeah, so I bought two or three houses a year. Some I renovated and resold, and some I kept for rentals. And just 2015, 16, I had competition. <laughs> First, the house was competing for me, and now I was competing for the houses. So I, I just really enjoyed helping folks move in that were renters. And I really didn't charge them like too much money. I think it was yeah. a reasonable you rent amount fair. where mm. they were able to buy a house in two or three years. Mm. And then I saw how it made them feel owning their own home. Mm. And that feeling right there is really what drove me to get my license and help others to have that feeling. That's really cool. Good deal. Yeah. yeah. And you've been pretty good at it. you got quite the reputation around here. Yeah, yeah. In a good way. Yeah, I would say about, actually, I wouldn't say. I know exactly my 92% last year of my deals were all referrals. That's great. I know we've, you know, it, it's funny. It, it, we, it's not like we seek each other out, but we keep crossing paths and doing deals together, and right. whether it be commercial or investment or whatever. And we've got one under contract now, and it's just, it's funny. I mean, bought, sold, brought cl- clients to each other. It's, uh, it's how it should be. No, it's you're right. That's how it should be, and that we should say too that you'll hear people on here keep talking about our Wednesday meeting, but mm-hmm. Michael's part of our. Um, our Wednesday mastermind also, yeah, and uh, has has been part of our meetings for well, he's been with in your meetings for how long? Since I started it, mm-hmm. did you came to my office? Mm-hmm. You it were one of the first ones, like Steve Worrell and Austin Harris. I saw Austin mm-hmm. Harris yesterday. Yeah, he he was around the square the whole day, but yeah, I started my business the same time you went into real estate. Yep, and I met Austin Harris at a network group that I found on Meetup up in Cartersville. And it was me, Austin Harris, and the person that was hosting it. And I looked at Austin, and I was like, where are you coming from? And he's like, oh, right by Marietta Square down Whitlock. And I was like, And Austin's a financial advisor, correct? I'm like, I'm down Whitlock. And he's like, where? And we realized he was in the white buildings, and I was in the brick buildings Mm -hmm. back to back. And I was like, if I start a meeting, will you come to it? (laughs) And he's like, sure. So... I started it the next week, and then how did you find us? Oh, my gosh. Good, glad that you asked. As a matter of fact, that was my first year in real estate. Yes. And I did a lot of door knocking. Yeah. Because I have no clients. I don't know anybody here. So yeah. how do you find clients? You door knock. Right. So I door knocked my neighborhood the week before. Yeah. And then here comes Austin knocking on doors. And some <laughs> of my neighbors was like, is this guy from your team? Why is he knocking on our doors? At the same time. Well, he was a week later. Okay. He was like, okay. we just told you, you know, if anything happens, we'll, we'll go definitely work with you. Yeah. We're great neighbors. We have 4th of July parties right on the driveway. We yeah. can watch the fireworks from the square. But anyway, yeah. that's how I met Austin. We, and I, I came over to him. I was like, hey, man, I already door knocked this area. There's there's no more real estate here. He's like, oh, I'm an Edward Jones uh, financial advisor. advisor. I'm a financial advisor. I was like, oh, great. You know, let's chat. I'm a realtor. I'm just starting out, and he's also a starting out. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, there's this group that meeting. You know, let's. Uh, <laughs> it was my group. Yeah. there was nobody. Yeah. yeah, coming out and meet some new folks, and that's how we started. That's how Austin we started. Is a great, great. He's so great. He yep. was good to see yesterday at Marietta Perks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we've known each other a long time. One of my best memories about Michael Vigdrov, he went to Russia. At, you went back like for vacation or something, and you. No, my grandmother's. Oh, was it? That's when. Well, he brought back chocolate and one of those Russian doll. Yeah, that was that was not horribly long ago, was it? Yeah, you didn't know. I went. I went there every year, but my last grandmother passed away in 2019, so that was the last time I've been there. Okay. Was it? Mm -hmm. That's when you brought back the Russian doll for me. Yep. So I didn't. No. Yeah, 19 was the last time I went. I remember when he brought it back. I I do remember that. Really? The gift for me? Yep. Oh, that was the best. That was in 19. So, you know what else 
He brought us a gift. Yes. A bottle of whiskey. I got to tell you, I'm a little more excited about this one than the last time you brought us a bottle of whiskey. (laughs) Oh my gosh, but that was the best ever. That was so funny. We had a great great bring your own bottle tasting and during COVID. (laughs) That was so fun. And we did it at your old office and uh, (laughs) he brings us a bottle of Lusty Claw. It's now, a great looking bottle. It's a great it's looking so bottle. It's so cool. The um, top's so cool. But it's like he oh, totally so got took. I think Mike was just getting started with bourbon. Yes. And he went in <laughs> looking for Blantons for his clients to give away his client That's gifts, correct. and they didn't have any plans because mm-hmm. he can't find the stuff. And they said, oh, but we got this this other, and it's every bit as good as Blantons. And they sell, and it's as expensive as Blantons, too. And they sell him this Lusty Claw bottle. Someone but, said it was just as good. Yes. That's how it was sold to me. So oh. he brings it to us at this tasting and pulls out his <laughs> phone. And as he's introducing his whiskey, <laughs> he's reading the reviews mm. off of the internet for mm. this whiskey. And I was on the floor. They were. Oh, uh, uh, they were. I mean, every single person was like, cool bottle. This stuff sucks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. And I got to tell you, it lived up to oh. its reputation. It was, yeah. it that was, was so gasoline. Horrible. It was pretty terrible. Yeah. yeah, it was really bad. I bet you, you still had that bottle. Uh, no, I got rid of it. What did you do? Pour it out? Did you give it to somebody? Yeah, you have to keep the top. <laughs> Definitely yeah. give it as like a we call, white now, elephant You're getting gift. ready to learn a new uh, whiskey term, bourbon term. When a bourbon is so bad that you can't give it away and it's so bad you don't even want to mix it, it's called a sink pour. Oh, and yes, you pour that exactly shit out. That yes, one. you poured it yeah. out. You kept the bottle or the top. Kept and, the top, and, yeah. And yeah. lesson learned, moved on. Ugh. And I've met people that actually like that stuff, and then I immediately looked at them and thought, I don't need you in my life. <laughs> <laughs> You're dismissed. That was really yeah. bad whiskey. And to pay as much as I did for that whiskey, that was that was pretty oh. bad. So, but yeah. it right. made a great night and it was. hilarious. But, yeah. and, and Doug has great. stories like forever and ever. Yes, yeah. Oh, seriously. no, that'll be one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. tasting stories ever. Yes, definitely. Every, everybody was, yeah, had that tears was, in their eyes. Everyone yeah. was dying. So what did you bring today, though? I guarantee this one's not going to be bad. Yes, I can pretty much guarantee that as well. It is uh, Uncle Nearest Rye, 100% Rye. Mm. And I went to Nashville, Tennessee to watch one of my son's games. He plays for UAB Blazers Division One Soccer. Nice. Yep, that's very cool. And actually yes. won the game. Woo, so on the way back, I kept thinking, I need, I need to buy some whiskey. I need to buy some whiskey. Mm. And obviously I forgot. So we're driving back, and we're almost at the border, and I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot to buy whiskey. So we stopped at, I don't even know what street it was, where it was. It was very dark. Mm-hmm. And liquor store was still open at 11 p.m., which nice. kind of tells you that kind of neighborhood that it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Gas station and liquor store, that was it. And so I walked in there, and I talked to the clerk, and I said, look, I want something local. And I like Old Forester. He's like, hey, I got something that's like Old Forester. And so he brings out this uncle nearest and kind of tells me a little bit of a story of how it came about and where it came from and where it's sourced and everything. So there's, I have a few bottles, actually. I bought a couple of the rye because that's, I like to drink rye, just uh, Old Forester rye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a few different varieties uh, of what they're selling. And I, I'm sure Doug knows a lot more about this than I do. So I'm going to. Have you had this one, okay, Doug? So I have not had the rye. <clears throat> the bourbon is ridiculous good. Mm. So Uncle Nearest. Um, Uncle Nearest was the nickname of the black man who taught Jack Daniels how to distill. Wow. And I don't want to say that he was, that his story was buried in history, but it was never brought to the forefront. Sure. It was always, always kind of like one of those stories that people knew in the industry, but nobody ever really brought it out. Yeah. And I, I think it's like his great great granddaughter or something now um she actually uh i think was the master distiller of the year last year oh um, that's cool she decided to to get these recipes these mash bills from um from her great great grandfather and mm-hmm. I, I can be corrected on that but it is you know she's a actually it says right something here something like that my great grand grandfather always did everything with excellence and he would be so proud of this premium rye. Oh, there you go. That's so yeah. cool. So it is great, great grandfather. So yes. and and, so and cool. stu- everything I've had so far has been fantastic. Um, when we had the Castle and Key tasting last year, we had a bunch of ladies from the 
uh, Black Whiskey Society come. And I'm trying to get a hold of the, the lady that's the head of the Georgia chapter to come cool. and be a guest. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, but they actually had re- had met with the distiller and stuff and been to the distillery. And mm. But I got to tell you, the, the bourbon's fantastic. So I'm really excited for the rye. I'm not a big rye guy, but we had some, you know, we've had some ryes. and had the, some good Yeah, rye. some really good ones. Well, let's try ones, it. So sure. Let's, uh, let's open well, this up. For me, with whiskey, it's all about the, the tastes, textures, and kind of the smells too. Mm-hmm. So I really like chocolate when mm. I have my whiskey. And the Russian and chocolate. chocolate. Goes to ride too. And I also like uh, a oh good God. cigar. Oh, yes. Yes. Little. Oh, that. Oh, boy. Okay, okay that little one. Is I'm sorry. That's okay. not even little. Hey, wait. These aren't my glasses. I oh, know. yes. Sorry. So the story about the glasses, it, these are actually from Finland. And they are designer glasses uh, that, you know, only are available in Finland. That's cool. And they're guaranteed to make the whiskey taste even better. For sure. Absolutely. Absol- and and they're, they're blue, so they kind of match my jackets. So. They're beautiful. Yes. You do they're have beautiful. a lot of blue jackets. I love the Thank blue you. on you. And the blue is just great color. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, this smells good, too. It's very sweet. Oh, smooth. You can sm- yeah. you can smell that rye. Mm. Cheers. Did you see the tasting wheel? I did. Yes. We're going to talk about that in a second too. Okay. All right. So All right, cheers. 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 How would I say that in Russian? What is it? Nazdorovye. Oh, very nice. Okay. <laughs> and how do you say it in Finnish? Uh, oh my goodness. <gasps> Salute. I don't know. No, that's fi- no. that's that's Spanish. I have no idea how to say it in Finnish. Oh. That's a very good point. So I'm very bad Russian. I don't drink any vodka. Well, you said they speak what? really good English here, so. What? <laughs> cheers. 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 <laughs> yes, cheers. Oh, wow. It's almost like a cognac. Yeah, that doesn't. That's that almost doesn't delicious. taste like whiskey. No, that yeah. is delicious. That is really that, good whiskey. That's my new favorite. I said that on the last one. This is my new favorite. <laughs> yeah, but this is okay. So oh, get wait, your wheel. Oh wait, and then is there like cinnamon or something at the mm. end? I caught cinnamon, but the floral. <gasps> yes, floral for sure. And mm. and it's not as spicy as I thought it would be for being a hundred percent rye. That shit's delicious. It is really good. That is. <laughs> wow, I'm, I'm confused right now because <laughs> it doesn't taste like a rye whiskey. It it does. It's almost got a cognac taste. It's to like it. vanilla, mm. flour, and cinnamon. And thick. Fuck. Yeah. Thickums. Mm. For a second there, I thought he slid some henny in on us. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. That's delicious. Oh, Lord. We yeah. might be hammered by the Ooh, end of this one. Oh, <laughs> yes. Wait. Is it better with chocolate? It oh, is, I love it. Can it be? That's can it be? Any so, what better? is this Russian does, chocolate does you brought? Any, uh, oh, God. A, a nut allergy? I am no. Addicted to this chocolate. You don't have any nut allergies, do no, you? No, you've oh, given man. me this chocolate before. Uh, do you want to, Kristen, do you want a piece of chocolate? Yeah. Throw it. Boom. You have All to right. try nice this one. Catch. Yeah, bring a glass uh, over here. You have to. This Those is three so are clean good. right there. Yeah. In front of the crackers. We're putting the we're getting the producer into this. Yes, Excellent. Yes. It's it's too good to skip. So this is Russian chocolate. It has hazelnut in it and it's dark. Hazelnut, dark chocolate with hazelnut. Yum. So. I've eaten some of this before when you yeah. had it. Oh you have? Yeah, okay. it's delicious. Yes, smell it not like that. <laughs> she went to college. <laughs> <laughs> Don't deep throat it, Kristen. <laughs> All right, well. Just take it a few for you. <laughs> after a couple more shots. Yeah, a couple more and some red wine after. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no? Is that delicious? Wait, I gotta try chocolate. That's great. Oh, that is good. Please don't smack in the microphone. Ew, mm. God, no. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. I'm just, it was Doug, not you. <laughs> but that. It's hard not to smack with that. Right? Mm. So chocolate with a little bit of whiskey. Mm-hmm. That leaves a really good, I'm really good heaven. texture and, and taste. You're my new favorite guest, my new favorite rye, my new favorite chocolate. And, and I'm cool, so. And you're cool, and you're in blue. <laughs> <laughs> you're Uncle just the perfect Patrick. Rye. Patrick. That is. You're going to go buy some, aren't you? Yeah, I might have to get some of that. Yeah. What's uh, what's the proof on that? 100, isn't it? It's 100 proof. 100 proof and 50% alcohol. Yep. Yeah. 
That will get the job done. That's yeah. delicious. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, a little Monte Cristo and that and a piece of chocolate. That's a good evening. I like blondies. Okay. The acid cigars. I also like the, what's it, something rose? I don't know. I haven't tried that. It's a cigar. It's kind of sweet. Is it an acid? I don't think so. No, it's something rose, either Mm. a sweet rose or... Oh, I'll have to check it when we... Do you ever go to the cigar cellar? Up on I've never been to Cigar Cellar, no. <gasps> you come we with us sometime. Yeah, we need to fix that. Oh, we'll do. you'll love it. It's right. beautiful in there, and they have live music on the weekends. We'll and We love going when there. Go? When? Yeah, well, what Oh, day? just random times. Yeah. Okay. yeah, when we're like... Gotcha. Yeah. Well, good. We definitely that is go. delicious. Yeah. Yeah, Excellent. really good. So... Um, it's better than Lusty Claw, huh? It oh, is way better God. than Lusty Claw. <laughs> Please. But once again, so, I listened to the store clerk. So, you know, well, you get some good, you get some bad. Yeah. So something we've really been hitting on quite a few of these other episodes is uh, involvement in community. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if I remember right, you're not afraid to put on a pair of high heels. <laughs> True. Interesting you bring that up. <laughs> so we're sitting in Marietta on Marietta Square and have actually announced at the Marietta High School for the last six years. For soccer. soccer. Yes. Yep. did soccer announcing for the last six years. And you mentioned my walk a mile in her shoes experience because that really stood out for, with you, I guess. Mm-hmm. You're the only person I know that's strapped on some high heels and red. done it twice. And they're red. Yeah. So it's for domestic violence awareness. Uh, my wife is, again, part of the victim witness advocates. And um, it brings awareness towards uh, domestic violence, which mm-hmm. has really spiked after 2020. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And the DA does it. The, both sheriffs actually were in the last one. Oh, very cool. Good. Yeah. So, That's great. Yeah, domestic violence is pretty pretty violent and um, not a good thing. It's not. No. Right. So what, do you, what, what is this? What is this thing you do? I mean, you put on shoes, you... And you walk. You a literally mile. go walk a mile in a pair in of high, high heels. heels. A mile in high heels. Yep. Red high heels. You're I right. want to see you do this. No. Do women do it too? Yep, some women do come. Yeah. It's mostly men though. Okay. Mostly fire and police and some wow. other people from the community. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. I sponsored that event and I participated in it two years in a row. This is going to be third year. When is it? I believe it's in October. That's the Domestic Violence mm-hmm. Awareness Month. Okay. Yes. Doug? What? You should do it. Eh, we'll see. Does anyone wear red flats? I don't want him to break a hip. You can do flats. Sure. Yeah, I'm getting pretty if old. If you're a wussy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is that s- really necessary to drop shit like that when you're talking about domestic violence? <laughs> I just think this is inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right now would be a good time to remind you yes. <laughs> that the opinions expressed right. on this show are of the moron who says them and yes. nobody else. Not the business, not the... Yes, yeah. indeed, yes, indeed. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but it's all on record now. I know. I feel, I feel so exposed. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I mean, you dozens are. of people will hear this. <laughs> Maybe two dozen. Okay. Jesus. No, I mean, some of these episodes are pushing 100 listeners there already. There we go. Wow. We're yeah. doing good. So. Yep. Yeah, we just yeah. started. Any other uh, any other community things you're involved in? Uh, I've done the... Uh, clean the Marietta North Marietta Parkway with the Kiwanis. Oh, that's great. Kiwanis, a good group. Yep, I volunteered for the Salvation Army, the making the sandwiches for the summer summer lunch programs. Mm. So, yeah, I'm, I I highly believe in any community activities and support local. Yeah, sure, it's important. It is very important. So uh, you're a vacation guy too. Lots of vacations. Well, you know, uh, I come from a Keller Williams background, and they're all about coaching and planning and visions and all that stuff. Mm. So one of the things that really stuck out to me is that one of my the coach told me, if you don't schedule a vacation, you'll never take it. Mm-hmm. This is true. My grandfather used true, to say true. it all the time. And your big why is your family. So mm-hmm. you get you got to make those memories with your family. And I made it my goal to every year, first thing I do is schedule two vacations. One one week each, mm. spread them out a little bit, and pay for them. 
always pay for them first up yep. front, yeah pay for them up front and go then the anticipation for the mm-hmm. vacation for the whole year is going not worrying about how you're going to pay for it yeah and you can't make excuses no yeah. at that point. it's already paid, paid for, for. that's yep. awesome yep so yeah we've we've vacationed quite a quite a bit with the kids did a bunch of cruises traveled to different states um just went to paris last year nice. so that's, that's awesome that was and wonderful. what you didn't take memories. the kids to that one did you no, that was our first uh, present to ourselves after all the Aww. kids were out in college. Yeah. And one of your sons is in college in Finland, isn't he? Yes, in Helsinki, Finland. Yeah. We're going there in June to bring him home. Just for the summer? Yes. Do you need help bringing him home? Uh, how cool. <laughs> you want to come with? Right. Yeah, I might have to go. I want to yeah. go. I, I'm planning a trip to Greece in September by myself. Good for you. Very nice. Yeah. So one of the things I also did was for both boys' graduation, I told them if they graduate with at least 3.5 GPA, which both of them graduated much better than that, of like course. 4.0, yeah. they can have a, a one-week trip to anywhere they wanted in the world. Are they going together? Well, uh, my older son went to Switzerland for his. Wow. And he went by himself. Cool. And he just wanted to climb the Alps and do the villages and none of the touristy stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then the younger one didn't want to go by himself, so I said, okay, fine, I'll, I'll get both of them to go. That's so they cool. went both together to Greece. That's awesome. But they went island hopping. Oh. Nice. They, they didn't do any of the touristy stuff. I don't want to do touristy stuff. I have like a hotel yeah. stay already booked mm-hmm. for four nights, so I don't know what I'm going to do. They, they got on a boat, got into one of the islands. Wow. A backpack, stayed at a hostel. Like, yeah. It was a... I want to go meet like a local family and just go eat. Because yeah, it's dinner getting kind of late mm-hmm. for you to be at a youth hostel. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, they had a blast. It I was look great. young. Greece was You blast. act young, too. Yeah. 26, right? Yeah. yeah. My daughter's teacher literally asked me if I was 27 the other day. I was like, thank <laughs> you. She's like, you have a 12-year-old? You started really early. I was like, what? Yep, that's my wife's story, and she's sticking to it. Yeah, me mm-hmm. too. 26. Yeah. I can't get away with that. No, you definitely can't. You old as fuck. <laughs> Horrible people. Absolutely. Travel is great. I mean, you get to get away and learn something about another place. Culture. Yeah. You Gosh. just get so regular with everything that you're doing around yourself. Yeah. It just gets all benign. And then it when really you go does. out somewhere, you're you're experiencing yeah, I think it's things. important. It's important to get a chance to see things in a different light, see how other people live. Definitely. You know, we grumble a lot about this country, um, but you know, and we're not a perfect country. But you know, we're, we're trying to get better. I think. I, mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't always go the way you want it to. But every time I've ever traveled, I still was very happy to be back here. And um, we're spoiled here. Hmm. Yeah, I was. In my opinion, I was listening but. to an interview. Um, with Ric Flair this week. He was on Joe Rogan, and he was talking about when he and Muhammad Ali kind of at the last minute decided to go to North Korea for this. Mm. was supposed to be um, supposed to be like this goodwill-building thing, and this was years, obviously years ago because Muhammad Ali was with him, but he said he immediately regretted his decision. And... Um, you know, he he said as soon as he landed and they took his passport and stuff, he immediately regretted his decision. <laughs> and he bet. said they were on a private jet. They were supposed to be there four days, and they made him stay seven. I would have never. And Why he said he when they hit the ground, he got out and kissed the ground. He was so yeah. happy to be back. Yeah. Um, do and I've taken you know my kids both on international trips, and they've been on some on their own, but. I think when I took my daughter to Costa Rica and we got off the resort and got back headed toward the mountains and she got to see these little, you know, shanties, you know, these little shacks that people mm-hmm. were living in. Of course, the, we, we noticed we were driving by. Some of them had like 50-inch flat screens and these little tiny shacks. Right. But she's like, people live there? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, we have poverty here and we have poor people here. but. Yeah. You get to some of these other countries and you really see oh, absolutely. what poverty can but be But a couple like. of interesting things, right? We're used to where we are with what we're doing and what we're seeing. They're used to where they are exactly. and what, and what they're, they're seeing. Yeah. And they're really not looking to get out, most no. of them. No. And there's places in the States that are the same way. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's just a matter of what you're surrounded perspective, with. Perspective, yeah. yeah. Perspective yeah. and what you're surrounded with. So yeah. when we went to Paris, it's one of the things, like, 
we want to live there. I wanted to buy an apartment there and just move there because really? it was so nice. Oh. Well, the food was so much fresher. Oh, because definitely. Everything tastes very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Europe, everything tastes different. Yes. For one thing, they don't add corn syrup to everything. Right. Yeah. You know, and... And, uh, and tons of sugar. And, right. Yeah. And yeah. it's prepared fresh most of the time. Uh, their baguette has like a special legal protection on it mm. in order to call it baguette it has to come from a certain type of wheat wow yes and cooked at a certain time of course you probably ate two pounds of butter with everything you put in your I mouth i know but their obesity is not not it's no. like non-existent right. europeans are like they don't add sugar to everything they don't add corn syrup to everything they you yeah. know that mcdonald's couldn't survive there right you know what i mean mm. like yeah. they they eat their local food and most of them are skinny, skinny, and yeah, all the restaurants everywhere are full. So people, you know, do they have still eat and go out and drink? They drink lots of wine. Lots of wine. <laughs> and wine they... was cheaper than water. Oh, uh, seriously. That's, yeah. Prague. It's my buddy. That's the pilot. He says Prague. He can get over the fact that he can buy a bottle of beer cheaper than he can buy a bottle of water mm-hmm. in Prague. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, actually, when we went to Paris, we have some friends that live in Luxembourg. Mm. They moved from the States to Luxembourg. And we went to visit them. We went to a restaurant. I think I had like a 20-ounce beer. Mm. And my friend loves Dr. Pepper. And so his Dr. Pepper was like 5 euros. (laughs) And my 20-ounce beer, which is a humongous beer mug. Yeah, that's a big beer. It's like a stein. Yeah. That was only like 3 euros. Wow. So, yeah, there's interesting difference in that. Yeah. So. yeah, travel is important. It's yeah. No, one thing. I mean, my kids. I don't think they realize how lucky they are mm. to go into places and seen the things and done the things that they mm-hmm. did by now. I know. I mean, my twelve-year-old is about to go to Hawaii again for the second time, and there's like people that have never even. I've not been to Hawaii yet. I've not been to Hawaii. I know, and That's she. I'm taking her in June again. It's not. I mean, time. I'd like to go sometime, but my wife's already been, so there's other places she hasn't been that I'd yeah. rather go to. Yeah, I mean, there's so many beautiful. How long does places. it take to travel there? We usually stop in San Diego for a couple of days. Okay. So then, from San Diego, it's still like I think a three-hour flight from there. So okay. when I went with Phil and the girls, it took us, I think, nonstop. I want to say it was something like eight hours, eight and a half hours. Nine hours something eight like that, to yeah. nine hours, yeah. And we took a late one, so we slept all, all night. So even my four-year-old's been to Hawaii. Yeah. She so had her birthday in Hawaii. My wife found this uh, world cruise mm. that takes three years. Oh, oh, I saw that. And you go to 115 different countries. Wow. So they've got it set up so you can actually work remote. Mm-hmm. Oh my so they have God. the the the, the suites sorry. have offices, little yep. offices in them, so you can work remote. So they have real good high speed internet and everything, and the whole, th- and it's expensive. No, it's not. It's like sixty grand. That's not it's expensive. Thirty grand per person. It's sixty grand per couple. Per couple. That's yeah. not 60, expensive for three years, and you get all the well, food. Well, it's sixty grand per year. Okay, so, per so, year. So per couple. So it's thirty thousand dollars per person per, per year. year. Okay. But it includes all the food. Yeah. How much do you spend on a house and food? Well, you're not going to sell your house to go, though. Well, if you rent. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I'm she just told lease. people to rent, Michael. No, I didn't. I said, <laughs> if you rent, then go on the cruise instead. <laughs> I mean, that's my retirement plan. I'm oh, owning, shoot. Um, I have uh, rental properties. Yeah, that will why pay not? for whatever the retirement is. Yeah. Right? So. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I did. I think it'd be really cool. That sounds mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I agree. That's a good plan. Yeah. So what's uh, what do you got going on the rest of the year? More work. Uh, I am going to Finland in June. Obviously, that's my first vacation. And we are taking our first virgin cruise. Ooh. Adults only. I'm looking oh at a virgin boy. cruise. <laughs> I'm looking at a virgin cruise uh, in June, actually. We're doing that in uh, November. Okay. For Thanksgiving week. I heard it's a, you know who goes on the virgin cruise? Baz. Is? BJ? Baz. Yeah, yeah BJ. Yeah. 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 Did, did he, he didn't, oh, he doesn't do the He doesn't tour do stuff travel anymore. anymore. No. But do you have a travel agent helping you? I did go through a travel agent for that one. Really? Can you send me the info? Sure. Okay. Uh, well, let me first experience it and see how it goes. Now, no, I I'm going you, before I, you. I, I am getting a little uh, scared of it. Why? Because they keep sending me emails for getting some 
Uh, Sex time. Credit? No, no, no. Credit. <laughs> so that was one of the cruises that he was talking yes. about. Baz went on one that was like a sex cruise. Adults only. No, this is not what that is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no nude saunas? There's just no kids. No nude saunas. Oh, or I, th- I bet. Upside There's down. Be some, pineapples. Sure. Oh, Do you maybe, know what that means? Probably. That you know what be. that means? Yes. Okay. Yes, I've been to Ackworth. Yes. Oh, is that in Ackworth? That's apparently where there's several of those communities. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Oh. Yes. How funny. Yep. Okay. So what I'm getting afraid of is I'm getting email (laughs) trying to get me to buy tab for the the ship. Okay. And it's $300 for the whole week. That's cheap. Unlimited. That's cheap. Oh, yes. That's cheap. Do it. Yes, I mean I, I might do it, but why wouldn't you? Like, there's going to be another five thousand people that are hammered, and that's every. But cruise you can't has control that, them. You have to just True. control how much yeah. you drink. True, and you but certainly aren't going to sneak any booze onto that uh, thing. They uh, check your shampoo bottles and everything. Well, aren't you Still? allowed to bring? Really? No, you're allowed to bring one bottle of wine. Each person is allowed to bring one bottle of wine on a cruise. I'm going to bring this. You cannot. They won't delicious. let you have that. No, only wine. Only no. wine. Oh, okay. But that is delicious. Um, Somewhere out there on the internet. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to say this and share this over here. Let's hear it. Somewhere out there on the internet, I did share on one of my cruises that we went, I actually won a uh, drink making contest. Mm. Right. Well, it involved a lot of drinking and dancing (laughs) and stripping. You did not. Yeah. And there's a video out there somewhere. Ooh. We have to get it from his wife. Oh, yeah, because we're going to put that one up next on his uh, Instagram so uh-huh. he can. All I could say is good luck. <laughs> I erased that thing. No, from everywhere it's I could still out there. Are we, <gasps> when, we got, when we got married, we went um, super clubs, and I think they're still around, kind of like sandals and all that, oh, okay. you know, the yeah. resorts. And we did this thing called a super club surprise, and we were going to Jamaica, and they guaranteed that we'd save X amount of dollars mm. by doing this. It was a set price, and two weeks before we left, they would tell us which resort in Jamaica we were going to stay at, and they did it based on their open bookings and that. So whichever one they had the least amount of bookings that week is where you pretty much get put. And so we ended up saving quite a bit of money, a couple thousand bucks, and uh, they sent us to this place in Negril called Hedonism 2. And um, Sounds kinky already. <laughs> Oh, my God. Heathenism. So they had a nude beach and a prude Ooh. beach. <laughs> and we get there the first day, and I'm like, no freaking way I'm going to the nude beach. And, you know, blah, 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 shit, day oh. two. It was on like Donkey Kong. I was drunk, <laughs> didn't care. Take off your, And because then you realize you're out there going, you know, you're worried, you're worried about. That's amazing. You're worried about how you look naked or being around other people naked. And then you see. And then you look around and go, hmm, Nobody cares. I look pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> no. The walrus sausage fest, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, at. my God. Nobody cares. So no. in, I went to Cancun with a group like uh, about two years ago, and me and this one girl, we get off the plane. Like we meet for the first time when we both got off the plane, and we buy um, – huge those huge liter drinks and half of it's full of Patron and mind you I had only eaten one little sandwich that morning at like 6 30 in the morning so by the time I get to the resort I'm wasted just from that huge drink and um we make a pack that for the whole week we're gonna go skinny dipping in the ocean and only (laughs) girls are invited but we're going skinny dipping every night it was just me and her every night (laughs) nobody would come with us (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know that we had done, you know, a bunch of activities and stuff where we were there, and we had done a body painting contest, and I'm like, I'm so glad nobody saw that, because my wife, you know, like, painted me, and and, and, and anyhow, How fun. we get back, we had met several other couples there and that, yeah. and um, we get back from from vacation, like two weeks later, I get a letter in the mail from these people in Wisconsin. They're like, hey, it was really nice to meet you. Thought you guys might want some of these pictures. <laughs> and my oh wife has hidden gosh. them. They're somewhere in the house. So. That's so <laughs> And she said, I'm not getting rid of those. Never. <laughs> Blackmail. Nah, I, c- I could care less Fair now. You'd, be, you'd see those now and go, holy shit, is that the same guy? Look how skinny that guy is. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't know if I could go back to Jamaica. But, man, that was a lot of fun back that then. That sounds fun. A lot a of fun time. back then. Some of the cruises go through Jamaica. We've been there a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montego Bay a lot. Yeah. Yep, that's yep. the one. You're yeah. right. Correct. Yeah. Nice. So we 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 came into Montego Bay, flew into Montego Bay, and drove to the grill. Cool. Had a bus. Yeah. Little little van. So 
It was a good time. I've been to a few Caribbean countries, but that, that trip we took to the Virgin Islands was awesome, too, on the yacht. I feel like that's the beauty. I'm going to bring it back to business uh-huh. of, like, owning your own business and um, working really hard to be able to afford a lifestyle like that. Like, you know, you usually have to worry about your 9 to 5 and when you get your paid time off that you could use. But if you own your own business, you can just make those plans. Well, and working for corporate America anymore in most positions, you can't turn work off. I know. You know, when I worked for that uh, Medline, that big medical supply company, we could have, we had no set vacation days. We could have a reasonable and modest amount of time off Mm -hmm. as long as the manager approved. But there was no unplugging. You had to answer your emails and stuff. And I mean, I remember my kids one time we were in Florida and my daughter, my youngest daughter, like crying, dad, we're on vacation. Stop. Mm, yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, that, that resonates. It does. It does. And the other cool thing about working for myself is like, Mike, your wife works for the government, right? And, and, um, you know, um, when you were married, your ex, your ex-husband, he had a corporate job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so a lot of times they can't get off the, the premium times to go, but the right. cool thing is, is when you work for yourself, when they say, hey, I can get this time off, yeah. it's not an issue. You go. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. That's one of the things that also kind of persuaded me to go out on my own because the corporate world really puts this veil over your eyes. And it, it's like Mark, uh, Kiyosaki. Can't remember his name. Yeah, uh-huh. Robert, Robert, Robert Kiyosaki Robert says, Kiyosaki, you know, you're yeah. in a rat race yeah. and your brain is programmed you know, to be nine to five in this comfort of a steady paycheck and vacation time and sick mm-hmm. time, whatever, whatnot, and they just keep you in and the circle. And future retirement. But you can't take your days when you want to take your days. And sometimes you take your days and your boss still calls you even though you're in yep. the day off because mm-hmm. they have no boundaries, if you will. Yeah. So that's one of the things that uh, transformed my thinking from, you know, my nine to five job was somebody else's passive income. Mm-hmm. And then when you're own business owner, sure, you produce your own income, but you also control your time as well. That's you do. Right. That's Not, right. And, and you really haven't had a corporate job, have you? I've always had small business, like yeah. admin jobs, where I learned about small businesses by working in them. And Well, I'm going to direct this question more than to Michael because yeah. this is something that I've had a real hard time with. I mean... I left corp- the corporate world in December 19. So, I mean, I've been here for a while, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, I still struggle with this, and I want to see if you do too, is I constantly think that I've got to be working between the hours of 8 and 6, mm-hmm. even though that I work in the evenings and on the weekends and that I feel like if mm-hmm. I'm not working or if I take time to go to the gym or I feel guilty about it. Do you still sometimes feel that way or have you gotten over it? I've gotten over it, and more more so, I would say, have a good business coach. Have a yeah. coach that will help you with managing your time mm. and managing yourself. So, excuse me. You can't manage time. You can only manage yourself and what you do with the time. Mm. So bl- time blocking is a huge thing for me, and my phone goes on silent after 7 p.m., and if if somebody needs to reach me, a client or something like that, they will call, leave a message, text me. And I will reply first thing in the morning um, because really in real estate, there's no there's no emergency. Really. No, and you can do that late. You're, anyway. you're the one. You were doing this for a while, and I started doing it more and more, and that is letting calls go to voicemail. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's and what it's there for. And answer right away. Yeah. It's a disruptor, really. A phone call is a disruptor. Yeah. And, and the person leaves a message for you. Most of the time, if you get back with them in an hour or two, They've solved their own issues sometimes. Yeah. True. Right? And if they leave you a message, then you actually have the time to analyze their issue and really call back with an answer rather than spending an hour trying to spin your wheels and think of what could be possibly to solve this issue. Yeah. I actually keep my phone on silent now. Oh, wow. I do. It dings so much. Well, that, I, and I've been getting on my wife about this too, is I, I don't have any, like, there's no text things, no notifications. I can look and see if I've got a text. Yeah. I don't, there's no, you know, nothing other Message than the ringer. And yeah. I go into a meeting, I usually just shut the ringer off. Mm-hmm. But now I've been using <clears throat> Do Not Disturb more and more. I think and I really need to figure Kristen's it out fault. because 
No. Yeah, that might be. So you guys love to call it all hours. But I'm also... So I'm, and I've got to figure this out. So evidently, you can set your favorites on iPhone so that when you shut off, do not, and when you turn on, do not disturb. That certain phone numbers could still ring through. You could do that on Samsung too. I don't know. I wouldn't own one of those shitty phones. Oh God! <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Well, the funny thing is, anybody that needs to reach me that's family has my wife's phone number. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, otherwise, I, I would be on the phone constantly. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. 24-7. And that's the beauty of owning your own business. You can control. Yeah, well, like, I mean, w- one of the other things Keller Williams teaches you is you have your own business to live a life worth living. Yes. Yeah. And the time Look, and all of it. for all their faults, Keller's got a great training program. He, yeah. They yeah. do. They do. It, it, it's for the first yeah. – it's, it's, it's great for when you're first starting out, yeah? Yeah. There's good things and there's bad things yeah. about it. And some some people spend their lifetime there. I mean, mm-hmm. when I started True. a team, uh, part of my team came from Keller that was with them for like twenty years. Oh, they left, but they felt so compelled to come back that they mm-hmm. came back to it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and when I left uh, about four years ago, three years ago, goodness gracious, time flies. Yeah, it does. I've never looked back. Yeah. I'll never look back. So you, you you use everything you learn. You move yes. forward. You fail forward. You move forward. Yeah, you learn from your mistakes. Yeah. You from if your you're mistakes. not failing, you're not trying. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's true. Hundred percent. Got to fail to grow. Hundred percent. Yeah. You know, it's just learning from that or picking up something from it. And it's the people with like the grit and you know being able to get through those failures to mm-hmm. just keep moving on and pivot and. I heard somebody talking about Elon Musk the other day, and the, the the reason he's been so successful is because he takes stupid risks, mm-hmm. and not stupid. And he, he they're yeah. pretty calculated on his right, part, right, but right. He, I mean risks, true risk, where you know you're going to fail, and he's failed sometimes. And I think even Mark Cuban has done the same thing to yeah. an extent, although he yeah. took all that money he made from selling a couple of his uh, dot-com companies mm-hmm. and and immediately reinvested into other things. But, you know, the, the, the risk-takers are the ones that are going to be the ones Survive. that make the big money. For sure, yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. It's good stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, I think we, uh, we're we going to wrap it up. Um, I'm going to encourage everybody to uh, follow us on Spotify. Yep, yep. Um, listen to us. I don't. You know, we can listen to us on just about any platform. Mm-hmm. We're on Apple, Audible, um, Google, YouTube. YouTube. Uh, what else? We're on iHeartRadio. I just found that out the other day. I didn't that's even know cool. we were on there. Very nice. Um, and, and of course, Spotify is our base camp. That's where we run everything through. So, but it spreads out through there. Um, if you are following us and you haven't emailed me yet, email me at whiskeyafterworkpodcast at gmail dot com. Let me know you're following. You can email me with ideas, complaints, uh, guests, um, yeah. anything you want. want questions. Request to be a guest. Yeah, request to be a guest. Yeah. Prove to me that yeah, you know that you come on here and have a good time and yeah. and, and talk some Aren't interesting stuff. Offended. And uh, and when we hit a hundred followers, we're going to give away a bottle of Blanton's. Um, we just did give a bottle of uh, Heaven's Door away last episode. Yeah, that was cool. So great um, guy. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 man, this has been so much fun. Yeah. I, I can't Let wait Michael to do a bunch tell more. Tell people how. Yeah. I want how, how can people get a hold of you if they, uh, want to talk real estate or, or, uh, want to learn how to put on a pair of high heels and walk uh, a mile in her shoes or invest. On sure. Here. Absolutely. So I do have a website. It's allsquarehomes.com. And my email address is Michael at allsquarehomes.com. Nice. I'm available pretty much any day between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. and weekends and nights by appointment only. That's right. Yeah, and if you get a chance, get on his social media because this dude is fearless. Yes, (laughs) that's what you got to do. Yeah, there's some great. There are some great videos on there, and unless until you've seen him in an Afro wig doing the brick (laughs) house, brick house, (laughs) love it. You've not lived. Mm. So, right. or, or taking my Porsche on the racetrack. Oh, I didn't even get to. Th- oh, you know what? We're not done on. quite yet. Oh, this okay. guy's into Porsches. Yes. And uh, 
he's, he just goes on and on about this 9-11, and I see him in a boxer one day. He was buying one to sell. <laughs> My little bitch basket. Yeah, I don't ah. care. And he was like always grumbling about boxers, and then he gets this one to sell, and I see him one day at the attorney's office, and I'm like, hey, man, what do you think of that car? And he goes, oh. I love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice car. Yeah. It was very nice, absolutely. And so, you sold yeah. it. You resold it. Of course. Yeah. 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 That was that was the sell. I, my my passion is still my nine eleven. I mean, that was that was my dream car since I think I was probably twelve. Cool. So it's always been on my list of the things that I wanted to get for myself, and it was one of those things that I said if I reach this goal in my year, I think it was twenty nineteen. That I would buy one. So you want to know what my dream car was? What was it? A Cadillac Cutlass Supreme. (laughs) (laughs) That's a boat. I know. It's from the hood. Straight. And I wanted hydraulics on it, and I wanted it painted cotton candy. I was going to say hydraulics on a caddy with some Dayton's. If this if this girl didn't grow up. In South Jerry South Cal, let me ride. Homie, yeah. She grew. She grew up an hour from the Mexican border. Wow. I Not mean, an hour. How literally far? twenty minutes. Oh wow! Even yeah. closer. And my whole neighborhood was Mexican Vietnamese. Mm. So, except for her. Homie, yeah. West Coast. I did. I did get a great text <laughs> from a listener in Ohio. Did you? What? Who said when you called her white girl Melissa? <laughs> I about pissed my pants. That's what they called me growing white up. White girl Melissa. Yes. They all watched out for white girl Melissa. Yeah, Nobody that's right, Gretchen. Me. You're famous now. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, well, hey guys. Until right, next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.